Are you ready to unlock your full potential, achieve your fitness goals, and transform your mindset for a happier and healthy life? Well, you're in luck because I just reopened the Know Your Power one-on-one coaching program. If you're ready to get real results, personalized workout and nutrition guidance, elevate your mindset, and have the accountability you always wanted, this is the program for you. Oh, also, there's a bonus. You'll be invited to the exclusive Know Your Power community where you can be a part of a sisterhood of other like-minded, powerful women. Click the link in the description to sign up today before enrollment closes. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Aaliyah. And I'm Julia Renee. And today, guys, we have a special guest on the pod, owner of Stronger by the Day app, Buff Chick Subs, Haviko Gym Gear, OG YouTube fit chick with half a million subs, boss bitch, mother of the cutest little girl ever to be seen, Meg Squat. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been nice. We've gotten to hang out all weekend. So yes. I oh, yeah. love you guys so much. And I love your podcast. We love you. We love you. <laughs> Every, your fans are diehard. Everyone was like, you need to be on their podcast. <laughs> I literally, the reason I reached out to you is because one of our listeners shared the story that you put on your Instagram of like, is there anybody that like went like, needs a podcast interview person mm-hmm. and they sent it to me and they're like if you don't get her on the podcast and I was like girl I'm on it we're on I it. want you to know because we haven't had a chance to be one-on-one this weekend it was very like busy which was amazing um if you told like 15 year old me I was having you on the podcast Julia too Same. we talked about this on the way here I'd be yeah. pooping my pants Shut up, really? yeah because yeah. um personally and just to share for anyone who doesn't watch Megan. I feel like you were one of the first, if not the first educational yet like funny woman in the fitness space on YouTube. So you taught me form on a lot of things when I was first getting into it. So it's just very, very full circle to be here with you. It's very cool. That's exactly what I'm going for. I want to teach you, but we're going to have fun. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You do it in a fun way. And that's when I feel like you can take the most away instead of like textbook definitions over and over. Because I'm going to be real. I like, don't get me wrong. I love the YouTubers that educate so much because it is very necessary. But if it is like education with no humor and nothing (laughs) else, I'm like, I like click off very much. But yours is just so educational and entertaining, and you've been doing it for so long. Um, If you guys haven't seen our YouTube video together that we did, she was like just so high energy, and she was like, "Like, let's go! Like, what are we doing?" Mm -hmm. And it was so easy and effortless, and I feel like I didn't have to like pull anything from you. Of course not, because you're you've been doing this for a long time. Like, you just get it. Yeah. So I'm really excited to dive in today about like, who is Meg Squats? And is Meg Squats different than Megan? <gasps> Good question. Yeah. yeah. She so go into my is, identity crisis. Yeah. So who is Meg Squats? <laughs> Meg Squats is, hmm, good question. Um, yeah, I've been, you guys kind of covered it exactly. That's my goal is to help people get into the gym, help people with their lifting, whether that be form or empowering them to feel a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. to move over to the dark side, as I like to call it. Yes. Um, and really that's just my goal. I want to, you know, now we're into the supplement industry and mm-hmm. we want to help educate people about supplements because that is a whole mystifying process as well or side of everything. And yeah, I mean, I just create content mostly and I have my, I have 20,000 members on Stronger by the Day. Thank oh God, God for Congratulations. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that is something where, okay, you know, you can have half a million subscribers. That's such a cool metric to think about that many people watching you or at least being aware of you. And you can picture all half a million people of those, like maybe getting in one little queue. But the fact that there are 20,000 people who trust me with their program, which mm-hmm. is a huge part of their lives, um, that is just another level. And also it feels good cause I'm no, they're in the gym being badasses. Yeah. I mean, because followers don't equate to them learning anything from you exactly. just because you have a million followers or half a million YouTube su- subscribers or TikTok followers, whatever it might be. There's only a percentage of those people that actually like get something from you and 
when you transfer over into an app, it's like you're having actual numbers right in front of your face that are like these people, like I'm actually empowering and educating. And that's incredible. Like that's a lot. Yeah, to I have feel on like it's, app. if anything, like proof that you made those connections and yeah. you doing like the quote unquote, like free work of like just sharing the knowledge you knew resonates with people, makes them want more and trust you and grow with you, which is very cool. Yeah, yeah. totally. So where did the name Meg Squats come from? Other than like, I'm assuming you like to squat. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, okay. Know Your Power podcast. I know you guys are wellness girlies. Mm-hmm. I did a bikini show. Okay. I didn't know that about you. Like 10 years ago, guys. <laughs> Love it. Um, and that was, you know, I really wanted to just have abs. And so in order to get abs, I signed up for a bodybuilding show. I didn't have awesome podcasts like yours to really like find people who <laughs> knew what they were talking about. We've gone deep into the bodybuilding stuff. Yeah. Yes. I wish that existed back then. But so I went in blind in a lot of ways and didn't have a great time. So after I rebounded and had gained a lot of weight after, wow. and I felt really uncomfortable in my body and I didn't like the exercises that I was doing. I just felt like I had had a new body entirely and I felt foreign, but the only thing that felt comfortable was squatting. <laughs> Perfect. So I, I wonder why that is though. I don't know. Maybe like, you know, I had a little bit of extra belly fat and it just fits perfectly <laughs> on the bottom of your squat sometimes. I yeah. honestly feel that. And it's yeah. like, if you're thinking about it, it's forward facing at the gym. Most of the time you're facing like towards a wall. Mm-hmm. You can wear like a belt and like a baggy shirt. I get that. That exactly. makes complete sense. So I would just go in, warm up, squat and leave. And I did, I swear to you. Workout done. (laughs) Yes, I swear to you, I did a program. It's literally called Squat Everyday Program. So I'm curious because I was talking to your hubby last night and he said that, I asked him how you guys met and he said that he met you at a gym and the first day you were squatting. And the second day you were squatting. Third day, (laughs) was that during that time? (laughs) That's crazy. That's amazing. (laughs) Yes. Wow. I was the girl who just came in and squatted and I was like, bye guys. Honestly, beginning of my fitness industry or fitness journey, I was also like a leg day, every day type of girl because that was all I was comfortable with. I like learned the leg machines and was like, this is my identity for right now. And then eventually I got out of that. So I'm just not going to do it. So is that the time period you had started YouTube or was that like before the whole content creation side of your journey? Yes. I mean, there was a big moment for me because back in the day in YouTube, you could post like girl squatting 265 Uh for two reps and just upload that to YouTube. And I made a compilation during that journey, my squat every day program. And I'd finally gotten up to a 300 pound squat, which, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. And I was squatting every day, but the program is a real, it's a real thing. And there's Mm -hmm. a strategy behind it so that you're not actually killing yourself doing this. Um, And also you're not doing any other lifts basically. So recovery wise, I was still feeling good. And I worked up to that 300 pound squat. And during that time, I had a lot of fails still. So I would like attempt a new two rep max, or I would attempt a new five rep max, some days a 10 rep max. Mm. And some of those I would fail trying to get that because it was a new PR every day. And I had a really cool compilation is still on up on YouTube. And that was like my first like viral moment. And it went viral on Reddit of all places. And people loved it just because I shared, you know, I explained my squad every day program. And I also shared a lot of the fails throughout like trying to get that. And I think that was resonated with a lot of people because they could see I was like in pain, like crying sometimes after like failing a squat and especially for a powerlifter people who I eventually went to become a powerlifter obviously and they got it like they were like Mm -hmm. oh I feel seen because sometimes that happens and it really sucks and it does take a lot of failures before you can finally get to your PR that you're aiming for. And a lot of people don't show the failures, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're more likely to post like my 300 pound squat and you don't see everything that led up to that moment. And that's not just in fitness, you know, like you'll see bodybuilders that are on the Olympia stage and you just see their Olympia photos and you don't know like what it took to get there, like all the crap and all of the times of failing and not believing in yourself. So seeing that was probably really refreshing to people. Was that your first like inclination? I can do this YouTube thing. Or was that already when you were kind of like doing it a little bit? You know, I followed Nikki Blackadder. She yeah. was like my goals. Obviously, because oh, I was same. Bikini. Yeah, <laughs> I loved her. I still love her. Buff Bunny, Nikki Blackadder. Yeah. Those two are like OG bikini girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. I always say that I'm in like the wave 1.5 yeah. of fitness YouTube because there was sort of like that 
kind of first wave yeah. of people who were doing more vlogs and sharing their journeys mm-hmm. through their finished journey rather than just educational content. So I was totally inspired by Nikki specifically. And then um, there was a big moment for me when I like turned the camera around. Like I can, I was in a parking lot. I remember the moment where I was like, okay, let's, let's let's, like talk to the camera, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge change. I'd posted a lot of like the road to 300. And um, I knew after that I was ready to incorporate at least bench and deadlift eventually into my program. So then that led to powerlifting. So it started with the squat every day and then I could share my powerlifting journey and like getting ready for my first meet. And people were really interested in that because that first wave, there were very few girls, women who were doing powerlifting. Um, A lot of them were doing bodybuilding and -hmm. a lot of the men too. There were only a few like handful of guys who were powerlifting too. So I came on the scene. Did you go into it thinking, I want this to be a job or this could potentially be a job? Or were you fully just like, I have fun making these videos. Let's post them because why not? Okay. I always thought I was going to be famous when I was a kid. (laughs) Me too. I was like obsessed with wanting to be famous. Yeah. There are certain people who have that something inside of them. And I thought I was going to be Britney Spears. (laughs) Honestly, on your way. (laughs) (laughs) There's still time. There's still time. Um... So I thought I was going to be like traditionally famous and I, whenever I like was inspired by other YouTubers, I thought I felt something inside of me, like a calling to Mm. start to share what I was doing. Did I ever think it would be what it is today? No, but I, I wasn't thinking about money. I was, yeah, I don't care about the money. I care about the fame. (laughs) I was just wondering. I love that you're being honest with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when I started doing everything that I do, it was obviously because I loved it, but I never thought I would take it this far, but I knew what I wanted. And I wanted to be like a YouTuber, like Meg Squats was like, um, KK fit, like all of those girls, like my little wave. Mm -hmm. I I was like, I want that. I want that lifestyle. I just didn't know like how it was going to turn out, but that's so cool that you were like, I didn't want to be famous. I just have like another question staying on social media. And then we have many more questions on all the facets of your life. Um, how has it been? Cause you've been in this industry longer than a lot of people have stayed relevant. I could say, um, how has it been just kind of growing with new platforms? Has it been challenging? Was it easy, an easy transition? Like, what is that like? Oh, it's a constant struggle. Because now I feel like, okay, which app am I going to post on today? Because mm-hmm. I still run my social media accounts. I have a lot of support, as you guys saw my team. But yeah. they're doing a lot of on the business side where yes. I still want my pages to be like my diary from yeah. from actually me. So I answer all my DMs. I, yeah. You know, that's me. It's not just sourced out. Yeah, which is important, I feel. Oh, yeah, totally. And then I feel more connected to my community. And I have 20,000 clients and I want them to also know like it's me seeing your PR videos when you tag me in them. Thank God. Like I'm Mm -hmm. so proud of you. Mm -hmm. So that's important to me. So I feel connected, but, um, yeah, whenever TikTok came up, I love watching TikToks. Same. I'm obsessed. (laughs) What about creating them though? (laughs) Exactly. That's that part. I'm not as good. Um, so it can be a struggle because I feel like there are so many touch points to connect with our audiences. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I started here and then went to Instagram and then this and that. And now I have like seven different ways to communicate with people Mm -hmm. and I want to show up for them. But I kind of let TikTok just... I'm pausing on that. I also am taking a long YouTube hiatus too, even though that's where I originally started because it is, it's a like eight full-time jobs to keep up with every single one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm trying to hone where my voice is best communicated and not get too caught up in just trying to be everywhere because everything else suffers when like when I was making TikToks more often, I felt like, oh, I'm not on Instagram stories. And that's my favorite mm-hmm. way to communicate with people. It's just more casual. I agree. I'm sure people on TikTok feel that way about TikTok. Like it's really casual. Um, I haven't gotten there yet, but. I don't think I've gotten there either. Like e- even even though I try, it's like Instagram's always like the first place that I go to because I do feel that more like connection and it's just so much easier. But it is hard because there are so many platforms that 
you feel like you need to be on all of them. And like, and if you're not on all of them, you're missing out on something for your business. So I could imagine that like transferring over to all these different ones throughout the year, it's just adding so much more to your plate than you already have. And especially since you want to be the one to put the content out. But do you ever feel like when you were doing that, that you were only putting like a certain percentage in each one and some things were kind of falling to the wayside. Yeah, totally. And I want to get back to the reason I've taken the YouTube hiatus is because I want to get back to writing more and sharing stories. It doesn't have to be my story. Sometimes it's client stories who have a really badass, like something that I know will be uplifting to everyone. So I want to get better at sharing the stories that inspire people to live. Um, kind of like we said at the top of the episode, you can, I can take a lifter and put five pounds on their squat probably in one session and make it look beautiful. Um, but is that the most inspiring thing that I can do? Is that like the thing that's going to change their life? Maybe in that moment in a Mm -hmm. way, but you have to have that along with lighting that spark for people. Um, especially because my goal is to, I say get a barbell in every woman's hands. I want women who are a little timid or afraid or unsure. I want to be able to simplify, welcome people. And a lot of that comes with sharing inspirational stories. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to do on certain platforms. And so I've been writing a lot more and really honing in on my like newsletter, honestly, which is crazy that it's like, there's all these cool social media platforms. And probably one of the first things I started with was having an email newsletter. And it seems kind of archaic, but I do feel like I can really speak to yeah, the people who I know, those are like your true fans. Yeah, the people that, that sign up for your exactly. newsletter are the people that want to know what's going on with Meg Squats. Yeah, and like the, with the community, exactly. And it's a really safe thing to have because we can't trust social media. Like we never know when TikTok. Like there was a, a time where TikTok was going to be banned, and there's giant creators on there that their whole life is on there. Same thing with Instagram and YouTube. You never know. Yes. And how are you going to connect with your clients if you don't have a newsletter? So anyone listening for business, like get a newsletter. Like do it. Okay. It's, it's, Me putting it in my own notes. It's yeah. uh, safe for sure. So I um, now that I know a little bit about like why you do what you do, um, I kind of want to talk about staying relevant in social media. How have you been able to stay relevant through all of these years? Because we literally watched you when we first started and you're still relevant and, and growing and <laughs> still growing. Like, yeah. how are you able to do that? And not just be like stuck in a Asking certain place. Asking for my own <laughs> tips. I'm curious. <laughs> Let me just take yeah. my notebook out yeah. real quick. Well, I've definitely had periods where I feel like I'm in a rut. And I'm glad your perspective is that I'm <laughs> thriving. Uh, 30, totally, flirty, and thriving. Yes, totally what I'm going for is to be thriving as all of us are. Um, really, it's just about being honest. And I think the storytelling aspect of it, to go back to that, is what has kept me going and long form content is lends itself really nicely to that and written content lends itself really nicely to that so you know I started on this journey with being a power lifter and here follow my journey I had a total identity crisis whenever I was not defined as a power lifter anymore because I did not want to compete and that was a struggle to find out, okay, what am I going to do next? And yeah. the answer was to help people like who is Meg squats without power lifting like I do, I do that with bodybuilding. I relate that so much that now with, that I've like stepped down from bodybuilding a bit. Like, I'm like, I yeah, I'm like, thing? what? Cause I have to first off find what am I working towards to then find out like, yeah. what do I want to share what I'm working towards? Yeah. If that makes sense. So. so what was that next thing when you moved into um, a new phase of your life where you weren't a power lifter anymore? What was that very next thing? Cause you have so many like different kind of businesses. What was that next thing? Right. And that's the struggle because none of our clients can keep bodybuilding or powerlifting forever. Yeah, you I mean, can. a few of them can, but it is something that everyone who looks up to us will come to that crossroads and have to make a decision. Yeah. Do I keep pursuing being an athlete in this very serious way or yeah. can I step off the gas a little bit? And that's something I struggled with. And I think I even have like YouTube title, my identity crisis. Hi, video. Right? <laughs> yes. And so I think just sharing it, being honest 
Because regardless of if they're in a strength sport or a sport like bodybuilding, people have that with their jobs, with true, being a mom. Very true. And like when know, their kids leave, they're like, I, who am I yeah, without it, my kids, you know? 100%. And yeah. so it is a very universal thing. And for me, as far as where am I going to take it, I realized that powerlifting has very cool things about it. And it's just so badass. And I always want people to have the feeling, regardless of if they step on a platform or not, I want them to have the feeling of like hitting that PR. And I want them to have that feeling of, you know, that road to 300 where you Mm -hmm. see all the fails and then you finally get there. And that's something regardless of if you're a super serious athlete or not, we all deserve to feel that way. And all of our, you know, all of our lifters decide want to feel that way too. So it was really about finding how can I take this badass energy that this sport provides and make it more accessible? And so for me, I just kept training and having fun and switching things up. And I explored other like modes of training for a while. Yeah. And that was great because I'm a coach. And so I got to learn a lot more. Like I tried running, which was crazy for me. And now that's a huge part of my life. Really? I wouldn't say a huge cool. part of my life, but it is a part <laughs> more of my of life. More of a part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I just was able to step more into my like identity as a coach and understand like, oh, I don't have to be the star of the show. I'm not, I don't really, I wanted to be famous, but (laughs) I don't need to be the hero. Like the hero in my story is always my lifters and my role is to help guide them and move them along and be like their Yoda. So I feel like really like what you've done is just stayed authentic. And I feel like that translates well, which is why people want to keep showing up for you because I would watch you throughout any of those journeys. If you're sharing your like authentic raw emotions through it, was that ever hard for you? Like, was it ever scary to like fully be a hundred percent Meg squats online? Hmm. I think I overshare. Okay. (laughs) Just like naturally. Honestly, same. And I also lead with too much context too. Um, So that is you know, that's something that I'm always like, someone asked me a simple question, like literally like I'm doing right now, like (laughs) let me paint the entire picture for you and overshare just so you can maybe understand how I'm feeling. I'm the exact same way with that though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working with like a media coach and she's like, have you tried just answering the question first? (laughs) Yes or no. (laughs) That takes more effort for me to not over explain. Kendall definitely does that. Yeah. Right. But I do, I am an oversharer and also I'm a terrible liar. So Mm. it would, I think, just naturally be hard for me to hide certain parts. So when I was going through, after I had Emerald, my baby, mm-hmm. um, I was super open with sharing, but also I embraced the fact that bodies fluctuate. And that's like part of my manifesto is like, yeah. I believe bodies are meant to fluctuate and mm-hmm. they're meant to change and they're meant to grow. Sometimes they're meant to get a little smaller if that's what you want to do. And so I was able to be in a really good place mentally when my body was changing and I'm like oh this is cool I got to yeah. look at it from like oh it's just it's just my body I love I'm that not, perspective like, too yeah and it was like oh it's just a selfie I have like not too much emotional attachment to it not to say I'm immune from ever feeling a certain way about mm-hmm. how I look but it was cool to go through that journey and also be able to explain in words and I you know I would post a few pictures of like here's me in this outfit when mm-hmm. I was before even thinking about having kids and then here's the same outfit and I'm eight months pregnant mm-hmm. and my pants are open yeah so it was cool to kind of be creative and explaining how I was feeling and like what I believe to be true too mm-hmm. in those situations I think that's important over anything else just like being your true self yeah. not hiding any part of you yeah. and I bet that you sharing your journey with pregnancy especially because people have literally like grown up with you it seems like and that's what's cool about social media if you started a, like a certain um point in your life is they get to see you do all of these things like they saw you when you weren't married right mm-hmm. when you weren't married you're like a power lifter then you moved from that and you, all your businesses like they get to see all of that so I bet it was really cool for your community to see you go from being single to like being married and then to having like a kid. So 
I'm curious what the response was from your audience when you were pregnant and you were sharing those things. Like, did people feel just uber connected to you? All the mothers and stuff like that? Yes, totally. And I even met during, we had just a big weekend with Buff Chick. We're celebrating our, it's our third year in business. So thank you guys for joining. We're going to get all into that too. Oh yeah. (laughs) Don't worry. But um, there were obviously a lot of people who are like, have been with me from the very start. And I met someone, she's like, my, this is my daughter. She's two and a half. We were pregnant at the same time. Oh, wow. that's awesome. And so that's cool. She's like, I like consumed everything because yeah. we were just side by side going through it. And there were actually plenty of women who were pregnant at the same time as me. And I even have my comfort like uh, mm-hmm. influencers who yeah. we were pregnant at the same time. So I have a deeper connection yeah. with them, I feel. Um I forget what your original question was. No, I was saying, like, um, you kind of answered it. Just, like, how people responded to you sharing that next phase of your journey. Because I always think about that. I'm like, I can't be a bodybuilder forever. Eventually, I want to have kids. Like, oh, my God, am I going to share that? I do share everything already. Like, I have, I'm going to have to share that. Was it ever, like, uncomfortable? Like sharing like your daughter and like your experience with that. Yeah. So I actually recently stopped sharing her face. Okay. And so that is something that I'm keeping more private, but it's my family and Mm -hmm. I never like had my dad on my YouTube channel. So to me, it just seems like I don't need to, I can still express myself and be myself without having every aspect of my private life online. So there are certain things that I do keep for myself, but, um, yeah, I mean, I had also, prior to getting pregnant, gone through body fluctuations. So that's why it's important to me to like always recognize that. And whenever I have a friend who's struggling with some weight gain or even weight loss that's unexpected or unwanted, mm-hmm. it's you can always come back to like your body's meant to fluctuate and yeah. it's meant we're meant to change and grow and shrink. And so it's part of, you know, my story and experience and because I'd already had like you know I'd like gain like 50 pounds after my bikini show and then same um yes <laughs> you're like oh god that's why I only wanted to squat yeah. um and so that was a long journey getting coming back from that and I had I mean I only gained 50 pounds when I got pregnant so yeah. I had like, already, I've done this yeah, yeah. You've been there. yeah I had already been there and it was a lot harder when there wasn't a baby inside of my body um, because it was not part of like the plan that I'd wanted. But I used that experience to come to terms with the fact that our bodies change. Yeah. I love that the internet lasts forever for things like that because I know like when I get pregnant one day, then I have someone like you to go back and like watch your content at that time. Like I feel like it's not like you have to be at the same stage as your favorite influencer at the time, but still having things to go back and look on on like, how did they handle this? Oh, I saw they did a Q and A while they were pregnant. Like what were their answers to these questions? So I feel like it's just like things like that. I always go back and reference, like even as I gain weight, like I, I very much so fluctuate like throughout the year, very regularly, sometimes like within a week as, as my body works. That's just being um, a woman. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, I like that I can scroll back on my Instagram and see a bigger version of me and being like, I remember still being so confident and so strong then. So why am I feeling different now? Yeah. And it's kind of like a reality check for yourself sometimes too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I'm curious, what is it like and how do you manage balancing being a mother and being present and all of your businesses and social media and all the people you manage as well. Mm-hmm. How um, do you do that? It's a lot. It's hard. You know, I've always been a very millennial girl boss, cringe, like <laughs> love. So yeah, I'm here for it. So th- that is society raised me to be that way. Mm-hmm. And I fully embraced it. Mm-hmm. So I've always been very career focused and career driven. And that always came naturally to me as my favorite but being a mom this new person enters your life and you're like oh my god I don't ever want to be without you sometimes I do (laughs) but it's still even when I need a break I still feel that pull towards her so I've never truly had an experience where I have a pull like it feels physical sometimes where I have like a gravitational pull towards my daughter at all times so it is very hard to yeah like just deal with that even emotionally is Um, it ever like a like 
I'm assuming that there's, I, I'm not a mother, I don't know how it feels quite yet, but there's a pull, like an energetic, like love and connection to where like, she's not here, but you feel her. But is there also a pull that's based more off of like guilt because you're not with her because you're running your businesses or something? A little bit of both. Yeah. Like I know my experience is I know that I am the best person to be taking care of her, m myself and her father, obviously. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that other people can't do a great job, but she's my baby. And yeah, yeah, those mom. mother instincts and for no sure. No one will care for her more than me. Yeah. And and him. So whenever, you know, someone has to watch her while we're working, it it is both of those things. I think that aspect of it brings in the guilt where I'm like, oh, she's missing out on time with me. But it's healthy for all of us to have some time apart. It's not yeah. I mean for our family. I know it, people are allowed to choose whatever they want to do and whatever works best for them. But for our family, I know I also have that pull towards my career and it's not just yeah. my career. It's my lifters and how I want the world to change. That pull is very heavy, yeah. but the child is heavier, which I could never have imagined before becoming a mom because my girl boss energy had always been like, I'll just drop my kids off at daycare. Yeah. It'll be no problem. So it'll it be is fine. Yeah. That's how I feel right now because I am so like career and business focused. I just tell my partner all the time. It's like, I was like, I'm too selfish right now to have a kid. And I, but like you said, like, I feel like once you move into that new chapter of your life, it doesn't even matter anymore. You just kind of like drop all that. And this new little person is your focus yes. along with your other things. So yeah. how do you go about day-to-day -day managing all of that stuff, but also trying to be a present mother? Hmm. Well, I have a lot of help. That's and hard. I mean, being a mom for me is not the hardest job I've ever done. Mm -hmm. I've had worse jobs, like being a waitress, to be honest. <laughs> but it is the most time-consuming job I've yeah. ever had. So it is just like nonstop. Um, nonstop mommy. So, I mean, that part of it makes it so that... Uh, what was your original question? <laughs> You're good. You're good. No, how do you like manage all of your businesses and like, you know, still work and like go to the gym, but then also being present for your daughter? Yeah. Well, I do things like I turn my phone off yeah. when I come home and I'm able to shut off entirely, or at least I try my best to so that I can be present with her during the time that we have. She we have a lot of help. Like That's she awesome. is able to go to like a preschool and it's super cute. And she has her little friends there, which is great. Cause I know she's being well taken care of. Um, so we really do try to cram in as much work and like while that's be, happening <laughs> yeah be as productive as we can I always say that being a mom made me like the woman that I always aspired to be Aww. like a person who's on time and who gets up early like yeah. being a mom forced me to be that person yeah. whereas I, I never woke <laughs> up early like I always kind of flew by the seat of my pants and I wanted to be a more structured person and having her in my life forced me to be like the person I think the woman I was meant to be in That's a lot awesome. of ways um so it does force you to be like super on your shit and I so know. so if anything it probably helps you with like organization throughout your yeah. business because you're like it's not only about me yeah. now like yeah. you know there's I gotta watch over this human yes <laughs> and I can't do things like I can't just stay working like yeah. through the night or like anymore. wake up whenever you want because there's someone that yeah. needs you 100 percent. and so I do need to be like really intentional with my time and that's something that becoming a parent I think really forces you to do yeah awesome I want to talk about buff chicks same I have <laughs> um, been dying to so little context the reason Julia and I are here in Megan's town I guess um is because you just celebrated your three year in business with buff chick supplements. Um, you mentioned before that you're like a, a boss babe in general, but what inspired you to start making businesses out of this career you're making online? Like what made you want to have like tangible items or start supplements, which can be daunting, I feel. And I also want to compliment you because your team, not only internally, but the mm. woman you have, like we love we them. have not stopped talking yeah, about how amazing them. every single person we met is which is like yeah. all kudos to you for finding yeah. those people and also empowering them to empower other people i think was like beautiful every single experience moment was just i was in awe all yeah. weekend we just so. made so many friends this thank weekend. you for having us and also like kendall and i are so um 
we're very introverted naturally. And like, I don't think people understand that. (laughs) So it's a little, um, it's out of our comfort zone to go to events. Like we have to force ourselves to go and do these things so that we can grow because this is what we love to do. And everyone was so welcoming. We were like, we're buff chicks. Like, I'm sorry, but like instantly connecting with all these women and had something in common with every single one, which was just so cool. So yeah. Like what, what was the motivation for this supplement company? Like what is the, I need. I know the the motto is like a buff chick, but like, what is the values of who the company? is a buff chick? Yeah, like, what, who is this for? Yeah, well, I've been in the industry as we've noted for a while, so I've had the opportunity to work with awesome supplement brands, and I knew they they like kind of brought me on because they're like, we need like one badass girl. Gotcha. Here you are, fill that little gap. And not that I felt like extremely underappreciated, but I definitely noticed like, oh, I'm the only badass girl. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Where are all the badass girls? <laughs> yeah. Where are they at though? I know there's a lot out there. I so. know they're out there. And they had usually brought in their like top people were men's performance, badass men. Mm-hmm. Cool, we'd love to see them. I love that for you. And then- mostly like women's fat loss, like mm-hmm. super lean, amazing women. But I fit this gap where I'm like, I can't quite relate with either of them because the men are just, it's all like a little, it's, it's not girl. It's testosterone. <laughs> yes. And obviously I can relate with any woman, regardless of what her goal is. Like fat loss is yeah. important too, when people need that and want that. Um, but it was just a different vibe. And I felt also those people always got front and center and my badass girls were not getting represented so that is the reason for buff chick because I felt like um you know a business and a brand has an opportunity to generate income and create some money obviously we're like in business for a reason and we want to stay in business but the goal is so that we can have that group of women together come together and all the badasses it's all about you yeah there it's not about women's fat loss it's not about men's performance although we do have one guy on the team (laughs) he's amazing he was really really nice literally my fave he's we call him our chef he's not like an official athlete he's our buff chick chef I also want to note like I love that you have athletes of all walks of life you don't just have power lifters or just bodybuilders just like a certain look everyone was different sizes different backgrounds different ways they work out it's just very cool to see like a diverse group of women also and one thing that we Kendall and I talked about over this past weekend is that one thing that we've noticed about certain even clothing brands supplement brands anything like in the fitness space is that they tend to market a certain type of body which they're gorgeous don't get me wrong like the model physiques or um, they only highlight certain athletes and certain body types are left out and certain types of women are left out and it can be upsetting and you do not do that. There's women from all walks of life, all shapes and sizes, all different types of backgrounds and lifting stuff. It was amazing. There's power lifters, there's bodybuilders, there's performance athletes and that's the biggest thing that we noticed about your community and I feel like you've created exactly what you intended to create. Oh, totally. Yeah, and like, we like to say like insecurity is not for sale. And part of leading with that is making sure that you have people from all walks of life. Strength sports make it actually kind of easy because there's a weight class for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so we're able to like sometimes get snag the top athletes from powerlifting and weightlifting and have them work with us and represent us and that's so cool because sometimes you can have literally an olympic gold medalist who is supporting you on your team Mm -hmm. and you're able to also support them it's a business so you can support them with some money that supports their athletic career Mm -hmm. um and also you you know you get to be around an olympian which is really cool so yeah our we're a mission-based organization and I think that's why you're able to you can feel that in the room and my entire internal team all of us are like we're here to get a barbell in every woman's hands like that's my personal mission and that exists throughout all the businesses yes I, I can definitely feel that and I can definitely say that I've I've worked with uh, supplement companies. I've worked with, you know, a, a different kinds of sponsors and I've never felt that Me before. Me too. Yeah. Ever. That level of community and no. just camaraderie. Yeah. I've yes. never had immediately before like that. No. Like oh. we just made so many friends and it's, it's incredible. And I'm so 
excited to see where it goes because yeah. it's it's only three years old. I so know, we're like little toddlers. I know, <laughs> little toddlers. So what is the future of Buff Chick? Like, where do you want to take it and what is your vision for the company? Yeah, I really feel like we're just sort of scratching the surface, mm-hmm. but I would love to grow our athlete team so that we have more, like we're, we still have gaps. Um, like we're not really in like strong women. So we don't have like a strong woman athlete. I'd love to support athletes from all walks of life and maybe even start to work with traditional athletes. So we have a few that we like really, like there are some badass like rugby girls. Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, do you know Alona? Bro, no, but rugby girls are badass. Her name might be pronounced Ayana or something like that, but she is hilarious. I think I know who you're talking about. She just looks so strong Mm -hmm. and she embraces her, her body. And you know, she, she looks like a rugby player, but it's beautiful. I think buff is beautiful mm-hmm. and however it presents itself. And so we'd love to get in front of um, more traditional athletes to help not just women's strength sports, because that's kind of our yeah. repertoire, but we'd love to like be in other sports yeah. and and also like soccer players, like football players, exactly. like track runners, yes. like um, what are the, what's the other people that run and do like Ironman and <laughs> yeah. stuff like yes. that? <laughs> the running and <laughs> the, the running swimming one. and the, that's amazing. Yes, totally. So we'd love to obviously like gr- continue to grow our team and we get to our, our media team. I'm like, I'm in the media team. I, I'm a working owner, so I have a role in the company and we are like really excited about sharing people's stories mm-hmm. and we're kind of just like finding our stride working together. We just added Renee to our team. Oh, she's so she's we love her. We, we actually <laughs> had Renee. We did a wellness, like a wellness specific event. And we Renee like came. trained oh, legs really? and did posing yeah. and that she came and we met her and yeah. then to see she was on your team. I was like, yeah. I already know I love this girl. Oh, yeah. So that's great. Yes, She is awesome. And so she's been, her role is, I mean, she basically has like a production I don't even want to call her production assistant because mm-hmm. she is like the junior on the team. She's yeah. our Gen Z baddie. Yeah. Um, we all need a Gen Z correspondent. She says per a lot and yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> she teaches us so much, but it's great to have her on the team because she's really like driving the level of production in a way so that um, Grid can do what he does best behind the camera and we have someone organizing things and then I can be the model mm-hmm. or hopefully I can not be the model whenever we start working with more athletes and when we are able to get in front of them. But we do have an opportunity with like what I do on the creative side and what our team does so well and I think those are the stories that we can share that can really start to ignite the spark that like changes someone yeah. life, someone's life. And it's just honestly business smart too to touch every single industry mm-hmm. because although it's really cool to have like a business that's very like bodybuilding focused or just powerlifting focused because they have, you know, they, they found their little niche, niche, but you're touching all of these industries and then you can just, you can change more lives. You know, it doesn't have to be just one sort of focus totally which and, I think is great and you know traditional athletes usually we see them on the field and like yeah. doing their thing they're lifting weights mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, yeah they gotta train a to be there <laughs> exactly so it's cool that strength is really universal yeah. and all of us deserve to be strong and people who have never touched a weight in their life maybe they are have a certain interest or they have a certain body type that they can relate with a little bit more and helping educate them and also inspire them to come on over to the dark side um, is is really where I feel like my responsibility lies to be able to get the general population doing things so that they feel their best Mm -hmm. and that they're like, you know, going into old age and avoiding osteoporosis is a huge concern of mine. Mm -hmm. So yeah, however we can best do that. And um, with Buff Chick, I feel like there's probably the biggest opportunity business-wise for it to grow beyond me and just my reach. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm already seeing it. Yeah, like I was going to say you're already there. Totally. <laughs> it's just going to get even bigger. I went to a random gym down the street that I'd never been to before just to, like get a quick workout in. And I like made eye contact with a girl and I, I never assumed that people know who I am because I did that once and it was so oh, embarrassing. No. Um, or I, like, asked, I was like, hi. Oh no. You oh, you oh, want a picture? Oh, I'm a stranger. Got literally, it. <laughs> literally. I, You're I like, I'm just so famous. I so I never do that. So I never like assume anything, but um, she was like, are you, 
And I was like, yeah. She was like, are you the owner of Bob Chick Supplements? And I'm like, oh, oh yes. Oh, that's I cool love to be that. recognized for Isn't that, that yes. cool that that's what she said? Yes. Instead of like, you know, are you, like, are you Meg Swats? Like, yeah. you're I love being known huge. like for the podcast of like, oh, are you cool. on the Know Your Power podcast? I'm like, I'd rather you not know my name and listen to the podcast. <laughs> yes. You don't need to know my know name me. at all. <laughs> yeah. but you're known for your work, yeah. which is... Yeah in a way it's more important than just like you or yeah. your social media yeah. page well, because that's identity versus life's work or purpose mm-hmm. exactly that's yeah awesome. so i had that experience and i'm like oh yay it's happening that's cool. so yeah i can only imagine where in three years time i hope we are synonymous or at the level of certain brands where you just think oh that's a huge brand or mm-hmm. like you know olani's working with kim kardashian yeah. i would love i'll take kylie jenner like just a little collab <laughs> and like it's Kylie Jenner, do you want to be a buff chick or come on? Can we force you to lift weights, Kylie? It's time. Hopefully by then, (laughs) by the time we're there, her style will be like buff. I feel like it would be, if there's any Kardashian that would end up being a buff chick, it would probably be Khloe Kardashian. She works out like intense. They're they're like moving because the Kardashians definitely um, have a huge (laughs) impact on like trends Mm -hmm. and how women want their body to look like we just know that from like the bbl era Uh but um they're like getting shredded now Mm -hmm. like the kardashians are getting shredded i'm like oh my god and chloe's just my favorite because she's my favorite she's really goofy she's hilarious hilarious. oh i also want to add this is random and like nothing to do with what we're talking about i love your sense of humor so much because you're very (laughs) so dry when i make a joke (laughs) dry when i make a joke i'm on the floor laughing at my own joke you deliver with just like utter seriousness that i find it very funny it's hilarious (laughs) like just watching you like yesterday during like your um pull-up se- seminar just like certain quick things you would say and then move on I would just be yeah. sitting there like giggling yeah. and I just love it but so. for me because my humor like you know when I'm trying to be funny when people have dry humor I'm like wait I, <laughs> was that supposed was to be that? as funny as it is <laughs> I laugh now I laugh now okay I laugh now <laughs> I feel I like la- during my seminar I got a few laughs you did exactly like a little pop yeah you're just two. good at like quick re- yeah I like it oh god <laughs> random okay. tangent but <laughs> So to kind of like come a little bit to a close, what are you, if there's anything that you can share with all your businesses and all the things that you do, what is something that you are currently working on right now that you're just so excited about? If you can share it, because I know there's some secret. Yeah, those coffee... Yeah, because protein just came out and that was amazing. I mean, we can even talk about that. Yeah, that was our big, that was a huge project that we were doing because obviously, you know, you look at our supplement line, all the labels look exactly the same. And that was really intentional to put Buffy, our little buff chick. Mm -hmm. So for the viewers watching, my logo has a buff chicken also <laughs> we need a little chick you need to get a mascot like somebody Honestly, that wears, i will do it i will if you want me it. to do it i will do it <laughs> we hire kendall for events like okay i'll be your, your cheerleader like, i used that? to i used to do cheer i can do it there you go yeah okay <laughs> can you do a backflip in it that would really set it up. i don't know it's been maybe 10 like a years cartwheel? <laughs> maybe okay. a cartwheel yeah i can do that <laughs> okay hired um yeah so that was our intention so buff coffee we knew that okay this is a product that is it's protein coffee. It's a little more lifestyle though. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily something that you would literally bring into the gym. It's like not performance based. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we consider our protein powders performance based still in a way. Um, but I totally saw an opportunity with this being something for my girlies who love a Starbucks, mm-hmm. a Starbucks run. And you know, very Gen Z of you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I kind of explained in like our before our tasting for me, certain times of the year just get so crazy and I don't get enough sleep and I am dependent on caffeine just in my own life and I'm still missing my protein somehow. So I really wanted to create something that still like tasted amazing and help people reach their goals. Cause at the end of the day, I just want people to build a little muscle and like be encouraged to build muscle and find ways that make that effortless. Yeah. So that's my job is how can I help you reach your goals in a way that's not going to be a pain in the ass for you. And also is blends into your lifestyle, which coffee uh, protein coffee definitely does. Like it's the easy way to get your protein in, but also be um, on your regular routine because like, let's be honest, people's regular routine, almost everybody is wake up, 
go get coffee. And if you can add 18 grams of protein per serving, yes, I read the label, to (laughs) your morning routine, like you've already started muscle protein synthesis right in the morning with your coffee. 100%. That's exactly what we were going for. And the labels are so cute. Oh, yeah. yeah. Your marketing is great. The label, and we wanted to kind of make a little splash with, make a big splash. When I first started my, um, we're rebranding everything to be Know Your Power, like all the different um, facets of what I do. But when I first started out, my brand was Buff Babe Academy. Like you can be buff and you can be a babe. And my brand colors were orange and teal. So your colors are so, oh, I loved it so much. But then when I moved into like the more know your power stuff, like we just rebranded everything, but I absolutely love how you guys brand things because it's, it is everything. Like it makes you want to buy it. Seeing the little like, you have like your brand identity, like definitely made out too. Yeah. Yeah. It's bright. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's, we have moments of being pure badass and we always bring that energy, but that's sort of just like who we are. Mm -hmm. Whereas like when the deadlift rep, I have actually a lifter. She was one of our first athletes. Her name's Jasmine Penn. She's an amazing power lifter, but she looks like an insane person when she's lifting because it's so heavy and she's yeah. so amazingly strong. But then she like sets down the barbell or slams down the barbell and she's like, yay, yeah. you know, and that the duality energy, of it. Yeah. 100%. And that is, we see that in so many of our athletes and that's sort of that story and that vibe is what we go for a lot of the times yeah. because it's that person who can embrace pure just like brute strength while also being there for their friends and having some fun in the gym and making it a welcoming place it's like a a good representation of the blend of the masculine and the feminine energy in one brand yeah which is you mean even the name like buff that's what my my intention with the buff babe academy was Mm -hmm. like masculine feminine and like how can we blend them together because so often with what we do especially if you're like a bodybuilder or a power lifter or any woman that wants to put on muscle there's so much stigma around it luckily we're moving past that Mm -hmm. but it's like a generational thing for sure like my mom when I wanted to be a body builder was like don't put on muscle like that's no don't do that but mm-hmm. now we're moving past that which is amazing and I love to see it and I just can't wait to see like where it continues to go but thank you so much for this amazing podcast I learned so much about you and I'm so excited to see all of the things that you do and how mm-hmm. you continue to just level up in life and the last question that I have for you is what we ask all of our guests. Typically the hardest. Yes. Oh gosh. Because we are the Know Your Power podcast, we ask our guests, when was the moment, if you can think of one, when you knew how powerful you really were? Hmm. I would say the first time I went to an expo and I got to meet face-to-face people who are like, your video, like the pull-ups one is a big wow. one. Do, being able to do a pull-up, when people come to me and I remember the first time it was like six months after I'd post that I just got my first pull up and I watched your video like 800 times and that is where you can start to see like someone's face just light up Mm -hmm. just because they pulled their chin over a bar (laughs) once and that moment and those moments that I get especially when I get in front of people that's when you can realize like oh I'm making a difference and you can also see you know, that person has so many people in their lives and they're having this boost of confidence just from getting a little bit stronger. And you can just see that ripple effect and how Mm -hmm. happy it makes them. And you can only imagine how happy it's making the other people in their lives. Yeah, and it's not just a pull up. It seems from the outside that you just got to pull up. Like, who cares? It's a confidence boost. It's like the trust in yourself. And now you have the ability to do more and go forward. And that is priceless. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. I also love that your answer is your power came from making others feel powerful. powerful. Yeah, (laughs) It's so true. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank really you guys appreciate for having I could time. ask you questions all day. So we, we definitely need a part two to this one. Yes, part two for sure. Guys, please, all of her information will be down in the description. Please connect with her on YouTube. Connect with her on Instagram. DM her how much impact this podcast gave you. And check out Buff Chick. Yes. Get the, get the coffee, my favorite Buff coffee was the mocha. Mine sure. was the creamy coffee. Yes, and I'm a chocolate lover. So if you are like me, oh. Go Same. grab it That's because twenty five percent off buff chick. <laughs> so, oh, we should. Is we it should still? Make, how about we'll do a discount code? Can we? Oh, do we that? can. Yeah, yes. we'll do it. Should it be like N Y? 
No begins with K. K. <laughs> K Y P. You got a long weekend. Yeah. K Y P something. K Y P and get fifteen percent off. Go use KYP. Go use KYP. It'll be linked in the description for 50% off. 15. 15. 15. I was like, that's a lot. lot. Uh, Part two, we'll do 50. 15% off your buff coffee. And as always, guys, we love you all so much, and you are more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye.